I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. We talking about Twitter. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Oh my god! They killed Kitty! You bastards! Not good enough. Never give up on the Steelers! It's what Jin's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers social media conversation, exposing all the hot and toxic takes. And there are plenty of toxic takes. <laughs> You've shown your true colors, Steeler Nation. That's why I love you. But don't say a word, maybe. Maybe say less, say less. I'm Kyle Kreiss. High on the hills of Universal City. Joining me from the 412 is Greg Benevent. Hello. Coming at still licking his wounds from section 106. Right. Well, it was it was 107, but believe me, the wounds were <laughs> like I was in 106. <laughs> 106 is further toward the end zone. You got to see all those uh, uh... I, I would have anything closer towards the blast furnace of the field, I think, is uh, definitely more wound inducing. We've got so much toxicity to get to. I feel like I'm at a System of a Down concert. But I'll tell you one thing we won't be doing. We won't be besmirching my head coach's name on this show. Keep my coach's name out your mouth, Will Smith. Um, why, we got lots of Let's just get straight, straight to the takes. Okay. Starting with at... Bill Simmons, Bill Simmons, the 2023 Steeler bandwagon has broken down and we don't have food or water. Please call for help. You know, it lasted all of, I think it lasted two plays. And then uh, all uh, this goodwill from the preseason was officially over. I mean, I, I, I had said it would last till the first incompletion, uh, 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 which is about right. I think, I think by the third play, Kenny was sacked and I think that was it. I mean... By the same token, I mean, no one has ever been happier to jump off of a bandwagon so quickly than Bill Simmons on the Steelers uh, bandwagon. I mean, this, right, he's this a, is uh, literally famous for being a Patriots fan. Like, that's why we know who he is. Right? Why was he on the bandwagon in the first place? He had he hop a ride onto that, uh, onto that wagon. Well, I think there is something to be said where, you know, and I think we've seen this in some other corners, where if you uh, very much hype up a team that you usually don't, a team or a player, then you too can, uh, you know, it's a kind of trolling, and then you can get like a kind of like bank shot exponential double trolling once you turn against that. And uh, I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to say that uh, Bill Simmons is, uh, did this falsely in August. But uh, like I said, I don't think he was uh, his mouth was pursed while he was typing this tweet. <laughs> I laughed at that. Well, let, let, I mean, let's see how bad was it, you know, because uh, according to the tweets, man, this was bad. Let's start with <laughs> at B wall, B wall. Welp. That might have been the most embarrassing Steeler game I've ever watched been to. We're going to we're going to come up on this word a lot today, embarrassing. I don't know how, who all these people who are embarrassed out there. Did you uh have to take off your jersey as you were leaving Acrisure? I mean, this was Tomlin's worst home loss of his career. Mm -hmm. Um but, you know, how what was it? You were you were there in the in the stadium. How was it embarrassing? Was this the worst you've seen? Uh, it was certainly up there. I mean, this was among the worst home losses I've ever been to. I mean, not to jump ahead, you picked out some of the other ones that are close. Uh, I mean, other ones that came to mind were uh, uh, the loss to Steve Young and the 49ers in the 90s. There was a loss to uh, the Minnesota Vikings, that game where Cower, you've probably seen, even the younger fans, he sticks a picture of uh, the into the referee's pocket. That game went pretty badly, too. I mean, I think embarrassing, like every other emotion, is kind of relative. I, I think it's it's a lot of people that were embarrassed were the ones that maybe either A, got carried away on the hype train before the game, or B, you know, might have been sitting there surrounded by 49ers fans, and you're there in a jersey you spent, you know, $200 for, and you have nothing to cheer for up until very late in the first quarter. So, I mean, I, I certainly don't blame people for uh, lashing out in their emotions, but... You know, it. Uh, I was. What I will say, and I'll finish this, is that I was very conscious throughout the game, and no matter how, how hot it was, to try not to like put my head on my hand on my forehead because I didn't want to show up in a meme 
or be on like the TV or something. Like I was very conscious about making gestures that could make me look sad. You're exactly right. Yeah, right. You don't want you don't want to be like that Jets fan on Monday night who was shown throwing the oh, bird. Oh man, I t I turned to my mom and aunt. I said, "This is going to be a meme for the rest of our lives. <laughs> like you're going to see this person forever, and it's going to go so far beyond the NFL, beyond Jets fandom." Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. uh, let's go to at Warren Bell one gnome enthusiast. Is this the worst start in Steelers history? Um, you know, maybe for these young fans that don't seem to remember, although 2019 was just four years ago when we lost to New England 33 to three. I think there was only one snap past the 50 in the first half and it was a punt. Yes, and that was bad. The only thing I would amend with that is that that was also in Foxborough. That wasn't in Pittsburgh. But that was that was that was bad too. That was bad too. That's that. There's a lot of bad here to be said. You know, uh, I hear everyone talking about the 2011 team that lost to Baltimore 35 to seven when uh, mm -hmm. you know when our drives were punt, fumble, touchdown, punt, punt, fumble, interception, interception, punt, interception. Fumble, fumble, turnover on downs. And then we still went to the playoffs that year. Oh, yeah. That was the first game after Super Bowl 45. I mean, that's well, that was one of those games. And I remember thinking this at the time is like, I know the Steelers have done very bad when my friends that don't watch football will send me a message about what happened. Uh, what about, you know, 2001, lost to Jacksonville 21-3, to four turnovers, and we still made it to the AFC championship game. Um, same thing in 97, where we lost to the Cowboys at home 37-7. to uh, Our only score was with three minutes left, went, went to the AFC championship game. Um, of course, the, the all-time worst, 1989, you know, not everyone is remembering that, where uh, we lost to... Uh, Rob Banks is brown. Rob Banks probably doesn't even remember the, that 89 game. Uh, I wasn't alive at that point. Wasn't alive in 89? Lost to the Browns 51 at home where they stripped the ball from Louie Lips. And we still beat the Oilers in the wild card. So if, you, if anything, is this the hot take? I think that these week one blowouts uh, seem to more than likely end up in the postseason. Well, a couple things. I mean, what I was what I thought of as soon as the game started to turn was I thought of the Cowboys game in 97 because I was at that and it was the exact same kind of thing in that this is a team that competed for a Super Bowl that can and will compete for a Super Bowl and very much it looks like that versus a team that you're not sure about and two. I mean, yeah, the Jacksonville team, uh, they lost at Jacksonville on the road. I mean, because of that, I, I know when you sent me the sheet, that's so why I dug it out. This is my 2001 AFC Central Champions T-shirt. Nice. It is a double XL. I had to dig it out of, the out of the basement. So this is why, again, if your team ever does something, buy one of these shirts just so you have it because you never know when you might need it. it uh, you can always use it to wash your car, dry your car. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, these teams – you know, and I was surprised you didn't have the loss at uh, New England after the AFC uh, lost after that loss to uh, New England at home in the AFC championship game. But I think, you know, there was one gentleman, and I don't know if we're going to cover it, who got very poetic. I believe his name was Kyle Brandt, saying that week one is a liar. And, uh, and I think there can be something to that. I think obviously what you've shown is that the team can and many times does come back from a week one loss. I would amend that to say maybe week one is a liar, but September and October usually aren't. So like it's 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 the Steelers have an excellent record after having lost big, but uh, you know it was it, what I think makes this loss so destabilizing for many is that it brings up real questions of legitimacy about the team, for many. That is a reasonable expectation. I, okay, yeah, I mean you know, <laughs> sure, sure. You know, if we would have come out mm -hmm. the gates and won thirty to nothing, everyone would be you know they're they're fakers, they're fakers. Yes, a hundred percent. That too. That's definitely true. I said that on the way out to somebody. I forget who. It's just some random dude. But yeah, something very similar to that. A couple quick takes. Um, at Pickensburg, Pickensburg Tino, this might be worse than the Browns wild card game. I'm being serious. I mean, mm. the play, play, you can't, it's a playoff game, right? There's no comparison you, week one. You, two things. You can't compare, you're 100% right. You cannot compare or any regular season game to a playoff game, except for maybe one that is like a playoff game in that it's win or go home. And secondly, I can believe this person feels this way because if you're somebody that trolls on Twitter a lot, and talks a lot of crap, then yes, a loss like this is going to be embarrassing and bad for you because you put a lot of your uh, uh, personal identity on the line for one game.
Um, how about, th- I mean, how about this? <laughs> At B Salvatore 60, Basilio, <laughs> hashtag Fire Cashman. So a very positive uh, fan. This was a must win for the Steelers. Their season is pretty much over. Was this a must win in week one? <laughs> a must win against the team in the other conference uh, in the first game. Now, I, I, I'm not the biggest baseball fan, but I want to say, isn't Cashman the GM for the Yankees? Yeah. So this is somebody that's had the most disappointing season already. Because aren't the Yankees having the worst season in the history of a team with $300 million? So already, so this person's just reveling in negativity. And uh, so, yeah, so I think uh, this is a must win for the Steelers. I'm going to say no, it's not a must win. It was uh, bad. It was they certainly stunk out the joint and they should have to live with the stench. Which is, I hope, hopefully a sound clip we have to use someday on this show. I didn't get but, it yet. Uh, but it was but, not a must win. Yeah. Hey, that's all right, man. <laughs> there's there's going to be plenty of uses for that. Hopefully more for us on this podcast than the team. You're exactly right. Yeah, that's right. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, it's bad. Let's keep moving on. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They groomed. Grooming, the grooming continues. I don't know. This is more of a shaggy dog. I think this is the lack of... I'll give you some more grooming. Some better clippers, perhaps. Uh, Let's go to... At Carter Critiques. Christopher Carter. Maybe this is maybe the most uh, reasonable take. Kenny Pickett isn't sure about what he's seen, and it's evident. Bailing too early. Taking his eyes from his reads downfield. Feeling pressure before it's there. Not what we've seen of him of late. Steelers need him to be cooler in the pocket. You know, I'm I'm not gonna point blame on anyone, but it seems like the uh, uh, there is a lot of room for improvement from uh, KPA tier. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, this was this was literally the thing that cannot happen. I mean, it's sure there's a million qualifiers about how this is the best defense you'll see, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But this is not, you know, some legendary defense by any means. It might be the best in the league right now, but uh, decades from now, we're not going to be sitting here talking about, wow, do you remember the 2023 49ers? It, um, <laughs> yeah, this is this is this was uh, it, it, I do think. It was as bad a performance as we've seen from Kenny simply because the expectations were that this was going to be improved. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's not even the missed throw, you know, that so the incompletions, there were some thro- throws behind the guys, throws below, above throws above. Yeah. But I think more essential is interceptions. We saw two picks. Um, you know, the second one was really the d- ugly one. That, I think, is the only uh, stat that is, you know, maybe they would that would be detrimental to Kenny. He could he could get benched if the picks continue. Well, I mean, it would. It, I mean, by that point, so so many things have gone wrong for the, the point for them to consider doing that. I mean, that's you know, then we're in some whole other territory of uh, what does the future hold? Do the Steelers actually have to move away from their you know traditionally and epically conservative um, structure? But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I that's. The, the interceptions are far worse than the missed throws. But, I mean, you know, with if he doesn't miss those throws, then he's probably not throwing those interceptions to make up for it. I mean, it's a real, you know, the avalanche as the, as the ball picks up speed downhill. If he catches Deontay in that time when Deontay's wide open on that drive, I mean, it's I'm not saying it's a different game. I'm saying he's maybe not forcing it the next time, et cetera, et cetera. The Niners win this game no matter what happens. I mean, they could have been playing the Gotham Rogues from that movie, but it's maybe a different game in the way we're talking about it now that if a few of those throws are hit. Not good enough. Just not good enough. Yeah, you're, but you're right. right. He wouldn't force that second interception maybe in a uh, in a different circumstance. Um, who knows? We don't, we're not going to play Butterfly Effect uh, yet. But how about... At Blitzburg, the most the most concerning thing about this passing chart is the fact that the Steelers haven't taken the full chains off of Pickett. If they say it, they're lying. So we we got the passing chart from PFF, and mm-hmm. you know there's two, four, six, eight passes behind the line of scrimmage, and there's mm-hmm. only you know two, four, six, eight passes beyond ten. Uh, 10 yards so this is kind of more the same of what we've seen last year is the is the problem that we're not unleashing there hasn't been enough downfield passing yet i i kind of wonder if looking at this chart this contextualizes what tomlin said the other day about how the 49ers played to their personality and we did not 
there is so much speed on that defense. There are so many genuinely good players that I think uh, that that's had something. I mean, it's a real chicken or egg thing. Is it because they're so fast that you decided you had to throw these passes uh, behind the line of scrimmage and had to avoid the middle of the field? Or is it that you didn't do that because you were worried about them being so fast? I, you know, it's, it's, again, it's too small a sample size, I think, to fully say they didn't take the chains off enough. But by that same token, do you really want them to take all the chains off in the first week against the best defense they're going to see? It seems like if there's ever a time to leave some snow tires on, it's when you were going to go into some genuinely tough terrain. So uh, I, I don't know if that was the I, I find it hard for me to sit here on a Thursday and tell you that that was the most thing I was the most concerned about with the passing game and with Kenny. I think that it showed more. They came out passing. You know, the first play we heard all offseason, yes. we're going to dominate the trenches, tre run, trenches, run, run. Mm -hmm. And then the first pass, we're, first play, it's like we're we're passing. I thought that maybe said yes. more to, uh, you know, is, even if it's a symbolic commitment to the pass, it's something. I don't know. Right. Oh, yeah. No, they were committed to the pass. I mean, they won the coin toss and took the ball, which I did not anticipate and was concerned about in the moment. And we're thinking, whoa, this. <laughs> ah. And then, you know, as soon as Kenny got sacked, I went, oh, God. And then as soon as that junior varsity punt, which and then that punt did not make it to where we're sitting. And I'm like, whoa, because we're like right on like the 8, 17 to 20. And I'm like, OK, this is this is all bad. It, uh, and then, you know, it, you're making um, the fair yeah, catch so, sign up there in the. Uh... Yeah, yeah, we were, we were thinking about it. it um, but yeah, because it's yeah, it's it's yeah, it's 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 like watching. I forget which uh, uh, price or right game it is where the ref keeps walking up the 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 sideline there where the pump went out of bounds. But um, maybe it's the ice climber guy. Anyway, but yeah, so what I'm saying is they could have committed. I thought they'd commit more to the run than they did. I think you're talking about the mountain climber, right? Yo, do, thank do, do, you, do, thank do, do, you. Ice climber, yeah, yeah, old retro Nintendo game. Sorry about that. Yes, mountain climber. You're exactly thanks. right. Yeah. Um, okay, let's. How about <laughs> at Robbie L Sports RL Sports Talk? This is the Dan Marino curse in live action. Oh, Steelers scared to pass on Pickett. Now we have the curse on the team. This will be five years wasted. Ah, rethinking the draft pick already. is. Uh, <laughs> uh, have we unleashed a new curse? How do we defeat this curse? Well, first off, a, a, an easy way to judge, am I giving pertinent analysis, is does that analysis include the word curse? <laughs> if so, perhaps you should look again. If I've included the word curse twice... Perhaps don't put it out there. It, um, no, I, 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 I don't think. Um, uh, I don't think this will be five years wasted. I, I, I don't think there was a better option at the time. And and having a quarterback is sort of like paying rent. Like you kind of can't put it off until the time that's best for you. <laughs> so you kind of have to find one. And um, no, I don't think this will be five years wasted. I'm not sure. Uh, Kenny Pickett will be Tom Brady, but uh, I, again, I still do not believe that he's going to be a bust, even though there are times at that game where I was like, if he was going to be, this is how it would look at one time or another. Like that's, you know, it's it's that sort of walking a fine line, as another coach would say. Yeah, I, it did bum me out that, the, you know, Mr. Irrelevant sure looked like he kind of had a better head on his shoulders in that game. Um, uh, you know, I kind of was picturing it as almost still a rookie quarterback but maybe that's on me you know i shouldn't have no uh... no no no. i agree with you 100 percent. i mean I, I i the one time the niners fans in our section got real uppity was when uh uh, uh when purdy and this was in front of us purdy miss uh, deeks minka on the safety blitz and then a few of the more overweight ones stood up and yelled about your quarterback could never do that and started pointing at individual fans. <laughs> that, that was the one moment where I almost became uh, perhaps ruder than my countenance would suggest. Oh, yeah. You're about to uh, go viral. A little uh, little fight in the stands. Yeah, yeah I was I, I, I as a child, I was I was uh, not so uh, polite in such moments as I am uh, today. I saw you had the gun show out. I thought maybe uh, you're ready. I did. It, uh, that's 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 we were every, everyone was coming in big on the preseason. That was everyone was uh, living a bit too much in their uh, hopes. Um, one more take on Kenny at RG4. Rodney Gentile, I would rather have a 40-year-old Ben than Kenny Pickett. Um, any call, you know, any we making any calls to Ben soon? I, I thought maybe the Jets might be making a call out to Ben. I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought about I thought about that too. I mean, it's it's I, I it's whatever uh, uh, problems that Kenny had in the game, and they were many. Um, there wasn't a lot of him getting rid of the ball too fast, which uh, with Ben 
with that line and this defense, it um it would have been he he might have he would have had the ball less cumulatively than we've done so far in this podcast. Like if in this circumstance, it uh, it would have he would have been throwing that quite a bit very fast. Um, all right. We, st- we got a lot still to get to, but let's take our break now. We're going to, uh, we got to blame Canada in the second half. We got to blame Khan in the second half. Mm-hmm. We're going to blame Akrashore. Uh, mm. the, the defense? I mean, who can't we blame? I'm not blaming Mike Tomlin. Uh, keep his name out your mouth. All right. We'll be back for the second half, uh, or more. We'll, we'll try to keep this, uh, within standard uh, regulation all right right. stay tuned for these messages fun times in cleveland today cleveland come on down to cleveland town everyone no division crown since 89 see some guys who can't play for the chiefs their best draft day happened in a movie go hear the fans still talk about last year you think it was the best day of their life in 20 years they've only had seven wins but baker leads the league in commercials qbs and coaches don't sign a long lease ben is to blame for job loss in cleveland his lifetime record is 24 3 and 1 there needs to be a statue in cleveland he's the guy who owns all of cleveland yeah All right, it's the second half. The blame game never ends. We've got so many, we got so much to get to, but let's start with the hits. We still got those Blame Canada stickers, by the way. Mm-hmm. I was passing mm-hmm. them out uh, throughout Pittsburgh, and uh, I don't know, you know, I, I found that like. People locally didn't care as much, I feel, as maybe people outside of the 412. There might be something to that, I think. I think you're on to something there. I was passing out Blame Canada stickers, and I think some people were like, who's this? And I'm just like, it's Matt Canada. <laughs> what? Oh, <duh." laughs> so hit me up. You want your Blame Canada sticker? Uh, email yinspod412 at gmail.com, or just hit me up at Kyle Christ on Twitter, Kyle Christ at Gmail, whatever. We we sent out the first batch. Uh, even one we got an international uh, fan, I think, over in the UK. So I hope that arrived because the stamp cost a buck fifty. So all right, um, wow. <laughs> you know these uh, the postal service. Hey, it's it's a still a good deal. Okay, mm-hmm. we got to blame Canada. So let's get to the takes at Mister Varbles Matthew Varley. Second play of the season is a jet sweep for negative one yards. Never change, Matt Canada. You know, I think it was two years ago where it took one whole drive for someone to call it Feekner Burger Ball. And I thought, wow, <laughs> it's not the, the hate isn't going to start any sooner than that. 2023, second play of the season. Uh, and, and it wasn't just one account. Many people were really hating on this sweep. Now, my take is it showed they were instantly trying to get Calvin Austin the third into the game, you know. Uh, I, I, one, yes, I agree with that, and two, I, from having again my vantage point for the first drive, I, where I thought it was, I thought it was something positive might happen from it. Was also of the three plays on that first drive, it was the one where I thought this has the best chance of working from where I'm sitting. <laughs> there was that pass on the first play, it was incomplete, and then Kenny getting sacked when them dudes did not look open. So yeah, so I mean, I I, I don't mind trying the uh, the sweep to Calvin, maybe a little early. But um, but I can also see, hey, we're going to try and, you know, punch them in the mouth without coming out and throwing 50 yards downfield on the first play. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 easy to criticize this stuff when it doesn't work. But I, I had thought maybe, you know, trying to run the ball a little bit more to Najee. But, um, you know, we would have seen the criticism there. Oh, you run Najee right in the middle of the line, you know, lose, you know, gain one yard, no gain, et cetera. It's not like they were getting a lot of push on uh, uh you know, offensive line surge in that first half uh, uh, in particular. And it's not like and it's not like they were committed to the jet sweep. That was the only one. No. And that was the only kind of, you know, trickery Matt Canada, Glenn Gary play that we saw in that game. Um, and, you know, what what a few people mentioned, I think I saw David Todd, was that Muth, Friar Muth, really missed the block yes. uh, on that, you oh, know? Yeah. 
Now I heard Wexel say, well, you know, you know, you shouldn't be running that play knowing that Muth isn't a good blocker. But I'm thinking, I mean, the, the guy's supposed to be the breakout uh, player this season. You know, maybe you can throw a, a block on the second play of scrimmage. Yes, and it's and I, I mean I, I agree with you. I mean I, obviously they're saying the breakout in terms of receiver, but yeah, I know Depot highlighted the play and said, hey, even if Muth blocks this guy, three other guys are going to tackle him. But again, that's that's I don't know if that's entirely on Canada. I mean that's it, it it's this game went so badly in so many ways. It's hard for me to blame any one person, and that's what I did like about Tomlin's press conference <laughs> the other day, where he was like, yeah, we stunk this up. I need to coach better, and everyone else, everyone was bad. This was. It was all bad. I've trained myself to hate it. Yeah, yeah. Nobody was uh, escaping blame except, you know, except TJ. But you know what? You know, you there's not. You can't give out individual honors in a team game. Let's... No, and I'll take you back on top of that. I mean, of his three sacks, all of them came by the time the game was pretty much decided. I mean, yeah. that's even the first one when, you know, that did happen right in front of us, and I didn't think he was going to get the call. But I'm also not sure. You know, I fumbled the ball, and then it's behind my back as I'm laying and facing the other direction. That necessarily counts as possession. I mean, that's a very liberal way to interpret that. But that call was always going however it had been determined on the field. But, I mean, that's the one thing. While the game was still in doubt, the 49ers did manage to neutralize TJ. Um, let's keep the Canada hate going. At City of Six, Allegheny Andy I analyzed every single Steelers drive under Matt Canada dating back to 2021. Here's how they ended. 159 punts, 48 field goals, 14 missed, 63 touchdowns, 27 interceptions, 17 turnovers on downs, 12 fumbles, conversion rate, 36% of your drives ended in points. This is obviously, to me, this actually says more about the execution of the players than the coordination of Matt Canada. Oh, it's 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 all things. It is a collective failure. And also, I, I don't mean to correct you, but I know you'd want it said is that you said 48 field goals. It's actually 84. Oh, okay. It's not as but no, 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 no. You're great. I, I just didn't want I didn't want you to think it's even worse than the stats. The people to get the wrong idea that the stats are even worse than they are. No, I mean it's it's a it is a it is a collective misstep by everyone. I mean that's the four quarterbacks. That's the offensive line aging and going into the nursing home all at once versus uh, all the new guys they found whether they brought in or drafted them it is it is a collective uh not good enough you know the, a lot of people were bringing up the fact that uh canada has never had a 400 yard game of offense yet as since mm -hmm. as a f offensive coordinator um is there any you know everyone else has done it at least three times but you know, I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about we need 400 yards of offense or we just need wins, of course? Right. That's it. I mean, it's it's how many games do you, you know, it, there's been so many times for this team in the past before Canada put up hundreds and hundreds of yards and lost because uh, they were in a shootout and the defense didn't hold a guy or there were a lot of turnovers, that kind of thing. And certainly it's been a time of transition, moving from the old quarterback to the young quarterback and all that. It's all of these stats come under the heading of not good enough. I mean, this is, we said coming into this year that this is, the players aren't on the hot seat nearly as much as Canada. We mentioned that throughout the summer. This is, these are all the numbers that have to turn around and they have to turn around starting after this first game. Like continuing on this track is going to get Canada out and probably a bunch of these players, whether it's anyone's fault or not. I again, collectively blame everyone for this, uh, what happened on Sunday. But um, but yeah, this this is going to be one more stat used to hurt him should this season not go as people hoped. Well, let's talk uh, offensive coordinator stats because we mm -hmm. got at Big Elbs Leroy Nelson. What's the quickest an offensive coordinator has been fired in an NFL season? Asking for a friend. Um, we know the Steelers aren't don't fire coordinators midseason. I did, you know, no. back in 2018, Arizona's Mike McCoy was fired after seven games. But I think this is a more interesting stat. Uh, since 2000 to 20, 20 plus years now, 84.8% mm -hmm. of offensive coordinators have had a tenure of three years or less. Um, oh, you know, uh, almost nine out of 10 don't go longer than three years. In fact, 103 only lasted one season. So, mm -hmm. you know, this, I mean, this could be the end of the Canada era, 
you know, uh, hell or high water. Yes, it's uh, and and that's exactly right. I mean, again, other other teams, and I'm. It's one of those things. I mean, this had 103 lasted one season. How many of those were, you know, the entire coach got fired, the head coach got fired, and the coordinator went with them, and everything, you know, and we started over again because these teams weren't good, and they won, and they lost, and and as, as shockingly high as that stat is, when you think about it, it kind of makes sense because there are only so many teams that either a are winning or believe that they should win so when that doesn't happen these guys should get fired you're hired to get fired as the saying goes but um but yeah this is this is the make or break year for canada and with one game in the books it wasn't good enough that doesn't mean it can't change and it doesn't mean that it very well might but this first one was uh you know he's on the chopping block more than anyone else People are already saying, I think Wexel was saying Brian Greasy already, you know, and someone else was saying, um, uh, who's the, the, our, our quarterback, uh, Byron Lefwich, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just names people know. I don't, you know, it's, if it could be, um, you know, they could bring back, uh, uh, anybody i don't know i don't know yeah, kevin gilbride's probably still alive i mean it's it is fascinating how the the names people know things changes i mean you mentioned brian greasy and my first thought was absolutely not i saw brian greasy play like i don't want him because that's a name i know <laughs> um whoops oh don't play that sorry i uh, you know the um you know everyone wants to blame tomlin i said i'm not gonna i'm not gonna blame I'm not ready to put Mike Tomlin's name in my mouth yet um, because it's, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's the same old things we've heard uh, over again and again. And we know how Mike Tomlin feels about that. Right. In fact, uh, you know, there once was a coach with no hair who could only say, I do not care. Read my story, my friend, for you'll find in the end that a suitable moral lies there. You see, one day Mark Madden said that our play off chances are dead and that our head coach is a fraud. It sounded very odd. Coach T said, I do not care. What did Deontay tweet? I do not care. Is Miles Garrett a freak? I do not care. Did you waste your timeouts again? I do not care. What? That's what they said on ESPN. I do not care. Can you believe the Cleveland Browns? I do not care. Why did you punt it on fourth down? Fans don't want Canada here. I do not care. Kenny's playing in his fears. I do not care. So the haters were unfair. They did not praise him anywhere. (laughs) The Ballad of Mike Tomlin. Just for the record, for those of you that don't know about the the very complicated behind-the-scenes process here at what Jen's talking about, I don't know how these things are going to look when they happen. I just see a sheet. So I experienced that just as much as you, dear listener, dear viewer. That was really something. Wow. I was uh, I was glad I got the front row seat to that. Oh, you're the only one. Um, <laughs> all right. We're, not, we're done blaming Kenny. We're done blaming Canada. Can we blame Akrashore? <laughs> At Joe Kuzma, Joe Kuzma, Steelers should be embarrassed that a West Coast team and its fans <laughs> took over the stadium. Truly pathetic. How could the fans that hate our offensive coordinator, hate our head coach, uh, are unsure about our quarterback? Can you believe they didn't show up for this game? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's this is if you're an old time fan, then you've seen this happen throughout the course of your life since the beginning, the rise of AOL and that you could buy things online more and more fans of other teams creep into your stadium. 
Uh, I mean, there's something to that, I think, particularly when you're playing a team that has a truly global fan base that comes from a fan base that maybe has a pretty high standard of living and uh, real Super Bowl expectations. You're absolutely going to get this kind of thing. Also, you're not going to see it again for another eight years because that's how long it takes till teams like this come around. I mean, what I thought of sitting there, and there were a lot of 49ers fans. Here's the thing. I imagine, and I don't have the numbers to back it up, so feel free to hit me with the Tucker thing after this, <laughs> is that I've been to other games where there's also a lo an equal or similar number of fans for the other team. What doesn't happen is the Steelers don't lose by 30 or whatever it was, so you're not aware of just them in the stadium by the time the game ends. We can't verify that that's true, but right. it certainly sounds right. Uh, it's pretty true. It's yeah, pretty true. I've been to a lot of games. Yeah, they're not usually chant, mm. chanting, let's go Brownies uh, in the stadium in the fourth. Well, but, I mean, but I've been to games where there's plenty of Browns fans and there are plenty of Bills fans. And it's because I know that's a lot of what the people around me there compared it to was the game, uh, the Duck game, Sunday night against the Bills, the first real rise of Joe. Josh Allen game that night and um, I mean I thought of the Cowboys games I thought of certainly some Patriots games and you'll notice none of those teams we're mentioning are teams that like you know are coming into the season looking at uh, eight and nine like those are teams with real Super Bowl aspirations and again global fan base the other thing I thought of is we've always heard for years that part of, uh, one of the major reasons the Steelers were so have such a global fan base because the team was you know so great in the 70s but also that's when steel collapsed so yeah. people moved out of the city and started fan bases, new places. And boy, I couldn't help but think about that, thinking about the Bay Area, where maybe yeah. there were a lot of people that kind of used to live there and don't anymore. Priced and out. Find somewhere else to go. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I flew back on Monday and the airport was packed with Niners fans. But mm -hmm. what I also noticed, there were a ton of niner Steeler couples you know so it yeah. was like this was a date I night saw that at the stadium yeah you know like people mm -hmm. with this like a perfect date night for a football couple we talked a couple weeks ago can you date another someone from another fan base and i think the answer is if you're a Steelers and niners couple then that, that seems to compatible it's like scorpios and sagittarius or something <laughs> well also beyond uh, looking at uh, made-up star animals that's compatible because again this is an awkward strain on your relationship once every four years at most and probably every and at the jersey store in the pittsburgh airport they were sold out of niners jerseys i believe it. so yeah. people were coming in buying their jersey and then going to the game you know like there were plenty of uh you know plenty of uh 24s and eights hanging on the on the rack still you know and i think and i think that's just kind of it i think if you're someone like oh this would be fun to go to and i happen to have a lot of disposable income then i will definitely buy the jersey when i'm at the airport Versus, uh, you know, my ancestral grandfather's Montana jersey from 1987 <laughs> or whatever. Unless it was a Ringgold jersey. Would he Ringgold or Shaler? Right, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. No, we were, there were very few people with Montana jerseys. But, like, it was nice to see each of those when they went by Montana 16. That's always something. Um, let's get back to the Acrisure hate. <whistles> At OX Vixen Taylor. Embarrassing. All your tickets should be revoked. Should, you know, there's no way to tell who you're selling it to. You know, should that be right. a factor? If you're, if you're art, are you looking and say, hey, can we figure out how to sell these? Didn't Baltimore uh, try to prevent Steeler fans from buying tickets a few years back? I mean, people have tried all kinds of things. Again, I mentioned AOL earlier, just because for many years, Ted Leonisis, the founder of AOL, uh, uh, owned the Washington Capitals, and he used to rig the system so that they wouldn't sell to uh, 412 area codes and 724 when the Penguins would play them in the playoffs. But I think, but that was also something from like 2007. Like, we live in 2023. The Steelers themselves have a ticket exchange. So, like, I don't, you know, it's, it's, they would they prefer to have it filled with black and gold? Yes. Are the Steelers glad to take their cut of that money? You bet. The scalpers are coming from inside the building. Right, right, right. It's, yeah. And on that same topic, I saw exactly one I need tickets to. Those guys, we might have totally, uh, like, those jobs may have been taken. I think that might be all gone, particularly maybe, again, openers between great ancestral franchises, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe if the team continues to lose, it'll change. But I think the I need tickets dude uh, 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 might be an endangered species. Shoot, that was going to be my whole strategy for Vegas, was to uh, 
because it's but like they might be there. There's going to be a lot more seats than there were in Acroshore, just in general. Isn't it almost like twice? Isn't it like 80, 90, 100,000 over there? Yeah, the prices, though, are still twice as much as they were for this game. I don't, I don't know. Oh, my God. I got scared That's off. Amazing. I didn't get my tickets because I got scared off by the rain. And I was like, I'm not going to Acroshore to stand in the rain uh, in the end. So, mm-hmm. you know, standing room only tickets were 250 bucks just to stand mm-hmm. there. So, um, you know, sorry, not sorry. Well, I mean, but also by that same token, here is something I will say. The Steelers recently, start, just within the last two weeks, started a student rush program. And the idea is that if there are any standing room only seats that the Steelers have, they'll try to get them to people with student IDs as cheap as possible. And that's only something you do if you like with like an hour before the game and then you're not guaranteed to get one you stand in line the penguins did this for decades it's an amazing thing but that's not something you do if you don't care that it's going to not to use a double negative that it'll be filled with fans for your team those they're going to be the craziest rowdiest drunkest youngest people and um so yeah that is their programs are in place to uh, make this work uh well if it's not Acrisure's fault and if it's not uh canada's fault if it's not uh kenny's fault who could it be on. Let's get to at Z Gainer T Tom Zagainer. The let's roll on the Kenny Pickett bandwagon looks like a jalopy with the wheels falling off. Did Omar con us with these so-called great signings? A true embarrassment, like once again for the Steelers. Um, you know, all we heard was that uh, Omar Khan put together a Hall of Fame career in one offseason, but I didn't hear anyone praising that offensive line i didn't hear anyone praising pat peterson no well i mean it's it's uh, I, I i remember thinking when peterson got beat for the first iu touchdown i remember thinking like this is he's going to be talking about this on his podcast coming up this week and it's and he looked like a podcaster covering that guy it uh, no i mean it's it's i imagine i'll be trying to use peterson more on the inside he looked as bad as he could in that first game the offensive line looked overmatched while the game was in doubt they really did i mean i that was that was my one big thing going into the game i think i can see this going very badly just because even last year when they brought in all those new guys and the offensive line did get better as the season went on they were real bad at the beginning we were told it's because they have to learn how to play together and all these kinds of things that sound ridiculous to someone like me on the outside but uh, wow did that same thing happen again everything hurts yeah everything hurt um let's go on to at steel city l cpl an album cover if the Steelers want to compete for a chance at the Super Bowl this season, they'll have to replace their entire roster sans TJ Watt. Um, this the Khan put together this great roster. Now everyone's got to go. Uh, <laughs> who deserves to stay? They to do that as much as possible. I mean, it's, they brought in what nineteen new guys. And, um, but yeah, I, uh, uh, I, it's, it's, I, 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 I mean, I would like to see uh, a second week of this roster uh, with some time to come together before I say we have to disband it entirely. You know, they're not even, you know, we're not even going to see anyone benched yet, right? You know, we're not going to see any big changes in uh, against the Browns here, except maybe you said well, Pat I mean, Peterson. The big changes, you're, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. No, I was just going to say the big change you're going to see are the guys replacing the guys that got hurt, which again is easily the worst thing to come out of this game. Cam Hayward's injury is far worse than any loss, uh, losing Deontay for a month, um, which, again, he was open and could have scored possibly two touchdowns in this game with even decent passing. You're right. Two pro bowlers out, and mm-hmm. we haven't even talked about that yet. Um, mm-hmm. How about at Kid Fate, Jay Fry? Is it too early for the Steelers to start to suck for Seder, for uh, Dion's kid? Um, you know, we're already tanking for, I don't even think that guy's coming out of the draft next year. Are we tanking for two years now? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Again, just to go back to it, I was at that 37 to seven game against the Cowboys. And when Dion, you know, held his hands up to the sky to three of her stadium, that's as loud as I've ever booed for anything. <laughs> I cannot wait for this Colorado thing to fall apart. Yes. And, uh, it is, I, I, all I could think of was Chip Kelly in his first game against the Washington franchise. It, uh, when the wheels go off of that, it's going to be magical to see. Uh, hopefully it happens so he can watch his own son get hit. But um, but yeah, uh, we're, it, it hasn't happened yet. But uh, no, we're not sucking for however you pronounce uh, 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 this name. Shitter, shitter, shitter. <laughs> I got nothing. And, um, um, mm. All right. Well, let's but let's get serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At AB84, 
Hear me out. <laughs> I mean, look, I can't stand the guy's a troll, but that's exactly the tweet you should have wrote. That's just those three words. There's no funnier way to say it than that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know it's not like, well, I don't know what AB could bring to the team right now, but, um, you know, do we need to trade? Do we need to bring in a wide receiver? Are we going to go with Pickens and Austin for the next month? I think they're going to go with Pickens and Austin, whoever else is around. I don't, I, I don't think they're in the the mood to trade anyone yet. But I, I, I did almost jump the route on what you said. You're like, I don't know what AB could bring to the team. I'm like, I know what AB could bring to the team. <laughs> I know exactly what AB brings to the team. Like, even if you just read the story about him stiffing those arena guys for money, like that's that's heinous. I mean, it's I'm laughing, but it's not funny. It's terrible. Like it's as terrible as anything think else he did like yeah you, you could see him in the locker room you know kenny's not getting him the ball and he's like go get the ar <laughs> oh my god i mean just you you, you can't imagine i mean it, it's 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 obviously there's never any chance of that but yeah that's that was the absolute funniest way to say that for sure you know he, the big the best way to rehabilitate his image come back and uh win some games while dj's out you know he doesn't even have to <laughs> we don't have to keep him for the whole season just for the next month i don't know I think the best way to rehabilitate his image is to not be a global embarrassment for at least like a few weeks. Like try not to do something that gets you in the news for whether committing a crime or stiffing someone financially. We can't speculate and recollate. You know, a legend, a legend, I think. Uh, let's talk defense. We haven't even talked defense. Um, mm -hmm. At Mr. Cavis Peak, Cavis K. Peak. Y'all miss Cam Sutton yet? What about Terrell Edmonds? This oh new secondary God. getting punked and fried. Um, I, I mean, look, I watched the Thursday night game, and I don't think Cam Sutton had brought anything much to the table. I don't know. I don't know if yeah, I miss him. He had him. a big pass interference penalty in that Thursday night game. It, uh, and again, against a set of wide receivers, not quite as impressive as the 49ers are getting out there. No, the, Cam Sutton and Terrell Edmonds were not turning this game around. They were not doing anything with it. This The, the Steelers were going to get beat with any secondary minus uh, Rod Woodson stepping out of that time machine. But uh, I will say, I never heard the expression punked and fried. <laughs> but I may try to use that in conversation after this. I think that's how I I like to eat my uh, my wings. I like them. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean Levi Wallace. Like we don't even we haven't even mentioned Levi Wallace. But uh, what you know what is there to, what is there to say? The second you know it's like well, the not, the pass rush. It's like the secondary lives and dies by the pass rush, and we didn't have a ton of that either. You know. Well, not even that. I mean, it's it's look. We criticized Peterson, and I was certainly the first to do it. But he was had perfect coverage on the second IU touchdown. It was a great throw and a better catch. I mean, that's, you know, you're not, that's not his fault. That's two great plays at the same time. Um. Okay. We talked Peterson. Let's move on to at Steelers fan 11, Ethan. Elandon Roberts is the new Devin Bush. You know, I was curious about how they would use the three inside linebackers. And it looks like Kwan Alexander got more snaps than uh, Elandon Roberts. I think that's right, and I think that's going to stay that way. What I had heard was the opposite of this from the analysis. Is, I don't know if it's the opposite, but that Cole Holcomb was the new Devin Bush and that he had a terrible game and he was wearing the green dots. I mean, it's the truth is there was always somebody open in the middle of the field and uh, uh, McCaffrey ran wild. So, I mean, obviously the inside linebackers had a bad game, but I heard it was Holcomb that had as bad a game as anybody, but, I mean, everyone had a bad game. Had a bad day, like my favorite uh, James Blunt song. Is that was that him? No, Daniel Daniel Poiter. Ah, uh, I don't know. I got nothing. I, I work in radio. I should know that. Um, <laughs> let's go to the goat, the Pony Express, Andrew Filipponi. Cam Hayward going down f's the whole season. He's the emotional leader, heart and soul of this team. Steelers can't be an elite defense without him. This sucks. You know, it's not the same as TJ Watt, but anytime you lose a pro bowler, uh, you know, it's going to be hard to replace. Um, you know, are we screwed? Then again, he is 30, 36. You know, then again, I mean, are you know, are we screwed or is this a blessing for the next man up? Well, one, I would agree with everything Filipponi said here if you cut off the first sentence. <laughs> he is the emotional leader. He is the heart and soul of this team. And, this, and I don't think the Steelers can be an elite defense with him. This does suck. I... You know, I don't think this team can be elite without him. Not yet. It's impossible to look at Keanu Benton, who apparently, from what anyone will tell you, is one of him and TJ were the only guys that played well. 
if you read those those grades from PFF, which I don't believe when the Steelers are winning, much less when they've lost. But yeah. allegedly he had a very good game, depending on, you know, if you believe those made up numbers. But um but yeah, it's it's hard to see the team could be an elite defense, but frankly, do you know, it's the defense shouldn't have to be elite for them to win. I mean, an elite defense would be great. I'm still not sure how we define that, but they should be able to win without the defense winning every game by themselves. Um, how about let's uh, well, uh, let's go on to how about maybe a homer take on the defense from <laughs> at Rick Fish four one two Rick Fish T J Watt is officially on pace for fifty one sacks. 34 forced fumbles. That's certainly defensive player of the year numbers. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm almost thinking he's got to put up close to those numbers yeah. going from yeah, here on that, out. That's, that's, look, <laughs> that's looking that way. Those are good old 90s Genesis uh, Madden numbers yeah. right there. And, um, but I, I, you know, I, I don't know about that necessarily. But again, I greatest t- game was TJ had. I keep coming back to when it, he didn't get any of those sacks in the first quarter. I, I want to say it's at least 17 nothing, if not 10 nothing, by the time he gets the first sack on Purdy. I don't remember specifically, but it was, you know, it's not like he did that on the first drive. It's not like, and again, it's, you know, you can't ask TJ to do more than the three sacks he did, but it's, you know, I'm reminded of the, not the jump sports, but Scotty Bowman, the greatest hockey coach of all time, always said it's not about giving up goals, it's when you give them up. And I think there's a lot to be said for, you know, sacks can kind of be similar too. sacks are great, but it's also when you get them too. And now there's going to be more attention on TJ because they don't have to worry about Cam Hayward. So it's like, maybe it's not about TJ now. Maybe it's about Alex Highsmith and uh, maybe, you know, that rookie uh, Nate Herbig or, um, you know, uh, Leal, you know, it's like, who's going to step up and, become the guy it's like you it's like tj is going to get doubled i don't think he was that he was doubled too much but you know the browns are going to be doubling him right and also i mean from what i understand highsmith was the one that got the hall of famer on the uh niners line and it's uh but also highsmith is paid like a star now and when you're paid that kind of money it doesn't matter who's blocking you it's not supposed to so it's it's time for him to do some of this too yep yep um you know what about uh you know everyone does power rankings i thought let's do some <laughs> hater rankings you are a hater mm-hmm. uh t- tell me if this is, it sounds right i got my the hater rankings right now number five mm-hmm. levi wallace number four pat peterson number three kenny pickett number two mike tomlin and number one, uh, the reigning champ, uh, Matt Canada. How, where, 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 does that sound good for the hater rankings? I mean, it sounds right to me. The only thing I could see, and it's certainly not uh, an argu- big an argument to be had, I could see swapping out Wallace for maybe Dan Moore or something oh. like that. But I, but, but, I don't, but I think you could go either way on that. I don't think that's, uh, you know, I don't think you're wrong by any means. You know, Dan Moore, like I've been a Dan Moore supporter, of course, but that has been at left tackle. When when, he, when we right. saw him at right tackle, you know, he's the one who said playing right tackle is like wiping your uh, butt with the other hand. And it cer- <laughs> certainly looked like that was the case. So if Chukes <laughs> yeah. is going to be out for mm-hmm. now, Tomlin said he's he's not expecting him to be out. But I think, uh, you know, if Chuke misses any more time, that might be uh, a bigger concern, maybe. Yes, I think the idea of moving Dan Moore to right tackle, which is something the team would clearly like to do so they can get out from Chuke's contract, is the kind of thing that would take an entire offseason to do, not the time between uh, Monday and Monday night football. Yeah, it's like I'm rooting for Chuke so that we can have Dan Moore, you know? And uh, <laughs> All right, well, you know, I think the band is trying to get on the field. Did they play Renegade in week one? Uh, we, we left uh, early in the fourth. We did not work, <laughs> not stay in it. Because remember, too, because Kyle, because one, you know, my mom and I, we've been through a lot of games. It's not like this thing was turning around. And um, <laughs> secondly, it's, it's you know, you mentioned the rain, which is what we all thought. I thought I was going to be the doofus there in a tank top. And then it was nothing but big sun and big humidity. So I'm thinking, okay, am I going to be sunburned for the rest of this week? 
because this team is losing by 30 points like that. That's I've made some poor decisions in my life, but let's not put this among them. Yeah. Greg's move is to, he's not afraid to leave uh, early at any given, yes, any given I, game. I have no, I have no, I was there. I cheered. Uh, I, 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 I leave with the opportunity for victory. I mean, the, the, our last two ties, I think you left uh, before the outcome. So. That sounds about right. Yes. yes. <laughs> it, uh, that it doesn't even have to be, right. it could be close and it's still yes. all right. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Final word. Uh, let's start with at Robert Raker one. Robert Raker, uh, I can't emotionally be a Steeler fan anymore. Whole coaching staff needs to be removed. When did this historic franchise settle for mediocrity? This has been the this was the take I saw. You know, similar all week. Um, just one week, and everyone's and it's like no one remembers how we started in 2021. No one remembers how the 2019 season, um, uh, you know, last season we beat Cincy in week one, but that September was not good either. It's like anyone who is a Steelers fan, this should be water off a duck's back. Is that the same? Well, I just wanted to say in a weird way, I do agree with this man because I do believe he cannot emotionally be a Steelers fan anymore. (laughs) I think it has absolutely overtaken him. And uh, I think he needs to recalibrate his emotions before he uh, moves back into fandom, certainly before uh, Monday night kickoff against Cleveland. Even I was even now you can search on threads for uh, terms. So I was even searching threads and blue sky, Mm -hmm. which are supposed to be, you know, a little bit less extreme social media toxic. And it was Mm -hmm. still, you know, F bombs this and everyone this and it's just like irrational across the board we've been here imagine before. what got censored on those but that's what you saw <laughs> <laughs> and twitter dude twitter this season with just all the blue checks and the musk bros dude this is gonna be a long i i, I we might have to start our own social network i don't know yeah i because I, I mean I, i've always felt since the beginning of this podcast i've always felt guilty about you going into twitter and going into find those people and now i think like it's a genuine mental health hazard i mean like being exposed to that cannot be good it's like superman like rubbing his face with kryptonite yeah no this is yeah this is like watching uh the flash uh okay how about some good news at okay. steelers pr mike michael burst pittsburgh owns a 10 and 2 record in games following losses of 20 points or more since 2007 when mike tomlin took over the steelers 833 winning percentage is the highest in the nfl over that span call up FanDuel right now my bets are in <laughs> I mean, I didn't look it up. I was trying to think, what are the two losses? Like, I wonder is there, if there was an injury thing or if it was like a Thursday night thing or like a Monday night on the road going into, uh, 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 you know, a, a, you know, coming back to home kind of thing. But it's um, but yeah, I mean, those are, you know, it, it, it's a team. It, it is. He can rally the troops. It's just a shame the troops had to be rallied already. Yeah, well, uh, I think mm-hmm. that's uh, let's, let's let's get let's get out of here with that. I think that says about enough. Okay. Did you watch? Yeah. Um, oh, did you see the VMAs this week where Diddy said that he his first dream was to play for the Steelers? I mean, I did not, but like they opened the game, they played the the Lambert quote about you know you know that I'd be a Pittsburgh Steeler, and after I heard the Diddy quote, I'm like they will not be playing that in an opening montage. Like you know, <laughs> I dreamed of being a Pittsburgh Steeler. Could you? I could see the the Diddy would have been. Uh, I think he would have been. He would have played with Woodson. I think in that era. So maybe the '89 okay. team. I could see. Uh, you know, Sean. I had- I had no idea Diddy was that old. I, I think Diddy was born wow. in 69, I think. so. Whoa. Well, I learned something this podcast already. So, I mean, it's, it's Diddy. Maybe he would have been a gunner on special teams. Or maybe he would have been, at most, someone like, oh, there's a guy with a weird name that came to the tryout. But then we would have never gotten those great hits from Mace. So... <laughs> <laughs> One in maybe in another universe. Put that in your next uh, Flash movie, DC. All right. Well, that's what we've been talking about. Unfortunately, that is what we've been talking about. And um, just a few days away until hopefully we get some revenge against these Model meatballs because <laughs> we start 0 and 2. We might have to find a new uh, technical producer over here. Uh, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Go Browns. Go Browns. <laughs> 
Kenny, you know, Ben owned the Browns, right? I think he was like 26-3-1 against the Browns. I think Kenny is no. is Big Ken, as they call him in the clubhouse, is 1-0 oh against the Browns. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah I, I can remember all three Ben losses, yeah. yeah let, me, let me tell you, it sucks to uh, be on that side of the fence, huh? 0-1, 1-0 on our side uh, against the Bengals. Right, we'll give the Browns there one day. You know, they, they we'll give we'll, we gave them one day for that playoff loss a couple of years ago. Now we'll give them one for beating the Bengals in Week One. All right, so I was glad to see them beat the Bengals. I was very happy. To see two that. days that in uh, in a hundred years, they they can have something to be happy about. And if we go zero and two, guess what, Steeler Nation? It's still not over. You know, zero and two isn't the worst thing uh, to come down the pike. So. Oh man, I remember that that first after Brady won that first Super Bowl. Yes, that team was a hard zero and two. Mm -hmm. um, well, uh, we're going to look for a soft one and one uh, hopefully by this time <laughs> next week. Keep the conversation going. Uh, get your Blame Canada sticker. I'm on social media at Kyle Kreis. Uh, but, you know, check me out on TikTok because I really need mm. to. I need enough followers to go live and then we can put this show live maybe on TikTok or something. I don't know. Woo! Greg, where, where are you on social media? Yeah, you can find me uh, at Greg Benevent, B as in Bravo, E-N-E, B as in Victor, E-N-T. Until next week, when we're eating Modell Soup. That, didn't, that, that sounded better in my head. All right, keep um, listening to yours, coach. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school.